Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Happy Monday, Dr. Paul. How are we doing? Doing fine, thank good. you. Ready and raring to go. Yes. Uh, but not by flying. Not by flying, not today. You know, there was a time when uh, I would say good things about Southwest, and, yeah. I, and I may still end up saying good things about Southwest. At least there's some things stirring. They're in the news. And, you know, it's real hard to glance at something going on in today's world and know whom to blame. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, there's, there's business management, there's economic conditions overall, there's good economic and, and, and financial planning, makes all these things on whether a company is a good one. But uh, Southwest treated me very, very well and exceptional after 9-11 uh -huh. to get me, out of, and get me out of Washington <laughs> and get me back to Texas. And uh, that, that to me, I remembered because in spite of the tremendous chaos what's going on there i was able to call southwest and somebody picked up the phone yeah, it was so amazing but anyway they're in the news today and uh and, and exactly what's going on uh you're going to tell us exactly what's going on but uh obviously something something is happening and obviously it's related to uh, mandates yeah this you can't separate this from, well, first you couldn't separate it from the business climate that the Fed creates, but then you can't separate it from the mandates from COVID, and uh, then the, the, you have to sort all this out. But anyway, uh, right now, they're, uh, they're, they're, I guess, on a strike. I may, may maybe think of John Galt or something, yeah, but, yeah. but I don't know if it's a John Galt reaction. But uh, there's people, what was it again? It was in the news again today, the 2,000, yeah. 2,000 more flights canceled. So that's, uh, that's but, but, uh, but then again, you never know about the weather. Yeah. So the, the weather's been used as one of the excuses. Yeah. And uh, well, that means we need to spend more money on climate control. Yeah. And, and then this will take care of the airplanes. But they have been doing this, but this, this is a, re, a real mess. And, uh, and can you imagine how more costly it this is? But if you do nothing, if you stand up for nothing and you lose your liberty, you might not be able to put a dollar amount on there, but that might be a lot more sacrifice than it would be if you're down on your profit levels or down on your dignity for refusing to go along with some things that don't make any sense whatsoever and represents the taking away of our liberties and giving them once again to a centralized government. Yeah, well, you remember back in the Clinton administration, I forget the name of the official, but remember what he said about executive orders, stroke of the pen, law of the land, kind of cool. <laughs> right? They love that. And this is an example of Biden thinking that he could rule by decree. I hereby decree that everyone shall have a vaccine or you cannot work. Well, there are fallouts and there's limitations to power. and. A lot of kings through history have learned that there are limitations to power. Uh, and I think President Biden now is, is learning that there are limitations to power. Uh, and certainly the management of Southwest Airlines is learning that there's limitations uh, to following the edicts of a president. Uh, as you say, we've seen over the weekend 2,000 uh, canceled flights from Southwest Airlines. The airports are in chaos. Uh, the pressure on the uh, employees is enormous. Today now, we just found this morning, at least 350 additional flights canceled uh, from Southwest. It's ongoing, it hasn't finished. Uh, of course, the news media 
as you've written about, is trying to cover it up, is trying to play, uh, play the game. But in fact, the, the reasoning that Southwest is offering for canceling these flights doesn't add up and people are noticing it. Let's look at the first link. Here's a tweet with Southwest trying to basically mm -hmm. scrape this under the rug. If we can look at that first uh, uh, clip, that first picture. Southwest says, uh, air traffic control issues and disruptive weather have resulted in a high volume of cancellations through the weekend. Travel advisory, let's look at the next one. Disruptive weather, hmm. Here was the US over the weekend. I don't see a lot of disruptive weather, and in fact, a tweeter named Live PDP Dave said, Southwest Airlines just got caught in a huge lie, and the MSM mainstream media isn't calling them out on it. Why is it only their flights are being impacted by, quote, weather? And check out the weather map at the same time of their weather excuse tweet. So it is not that something else is happening, making them, they're not doing it for fun. <laughs> right. You know, this, this is uh, involving the old blackmail trick. You know, big, big business is very embedded with big government, and big government has a lot to say. So they can, the, the government can get the business people to do their dirty work. And it's like the social media can be the censors for the government. Yep. Oh, we were, we're in the government. We do not censor. Uh, but if you don't do the censoring, like you don't become our henchman, and you go out there and, and you won't censor people according to our political views, then you're in big trouble. So there's, I'm sure, a lot of this going on, um, regardless of what the reputation may have been. Uh, I'm sure a company like this is still under pressure. Uh, is under pressure two things. One, the loss of liberty, and the other one is the, the, the pressure to not make the whole situation that much worse because all airlines deal with the governments when you have all the regulations going on and the decision on routes and the what, whatever. And, and uh, uh, I'm sure there's subsidies involved and, and, and getting contracts and what, whatever. So there's a, it's, it's a so far removed from a free market economy then you come up with this art of you come up with the downturn created by the Fed, and then you come up with all this artificial nonsense with COVID. This is going on a year and a half, and not getting any better. Yeah. What, what is what do the people do? They go and elect a guy like Biden, and he's supposed to he he has a plan, and he says you need more mandates. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, uh, that unfortunately is is ruling the day right now, and they're just they they think they can get away with it, but like you've already pointed out maybe they're not going to get away with yeah. it. Well, you're absolutely right in that they get in bed with the government, and Southwest is in bed with the government, and, the, and how Joe Biden got around this unconstitutional vax mandate is he said that any company that contracts with the U.S. government is subject to this rule. Well, Southwest does do a little contracting, but as I read earlier, I don't have the exact figure, but I believe it's something like less than 3% of their entire business is as a carrier for the U.S. government. And others have speculated they're going to lose a lot more than that by, by continuing down this path of forcing people to get the mandate, or get the vaccine when they don't want it, the pilots don't want it. And in fact, let's look, I think this is if we kind of retrace and rebuild the timeline, if we look at the next clip, it's very interesting that these flights were canceled just days after Southwest Pilot Union filed a lawsuit against the carrier over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, which they have, uh, they have claimed in their lawsuit uh, 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 
constitutes a change in the agreeing in, in the agreement between the, the, the union and the company on, in, on a unilateral basis. So that's the basis of that. And then days later, all of a sudden, there's no pli pilots to fly the planes. Uh, you don't have to be Albert Einstein to put two and two together and suspect that there's something related to this. You know, even if uh, you've made specific points on the subsidies that all airlines get, and, and in comparison, uh, you know, Southwest is no, no more in bed with the government than anybody else. But they're all, they all have to be in bed. And, and in some ways, this invites, uh, I shouldn't even mention this, but uh, somebody might, oh, this is what we can do. The control of the air traffic controllers. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, you can find a private airport, you know, once in a while, but all you just can't get up there and fly any place you want, you know. So it's uh, there, there's there's just way too much regulation, too too much controls, which is totally opposite of what a free society is doing. Instead of doing things voluntarily and 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 honestly, they do it by mandates and dictates and pol political power. And uh, this this is the reason we get into these kind of messes. And again, on the theme of the fallout from this Deus Volt uh, mandate on the part of the president, uh, moving on from Southwest, and we're going to be following it to see what happens and see who joins. We saw rumors over the weekend maybe Amtrak's going to join, maybe the truckers will join. That will certainly, I think, be a wake-up call for people who think it's nice to rule this way. Uh, but the other place where we're seeing this fallout, Dr. Paul, is in the military. And this is pretty important. And look, put up this next clip. This is from the Washington Post. Um, if we can put that, that, uh, that one up. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of U.S. troops have not yet complied with vaccine mandate as deadlines near. When you talk about hundreds of thousands of U.S. military personnel facing either dishonorable discharge or... Uh, you know, being fired or quitting or whatever they may do, this starts to get to be a significant number. You know, in this case, it's <clears throat> there's some similarities, but there's a, certainly a difference between what was going on in the 1960s, because in the 60s the resistance came from the people them, themselves, because there was a draft on grabbing up young kids and and sending them over to Vietnam, dying for who know what what reason, and. Uh, here, though, they're, they're do, do, doing this, and, uh, uh, and, and the resistance does, isn't coming from the people. They, you know, they're, they're still, you know, tolerating, you know, the mandates, and they're not seeing the connection. So the people who are most injured, people who are least likely to resist a mandate, from, from government would be our military personnel. Yeah. So I think it takes an extreme amount of nonsense for the military people to say, you know, we're, we're gonna challenge you on this. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yet, it's, what my point is, it's too bad we don't have more people average citizens who are paying these bills and paying the bills for so-called national defense to send our troops around the world, that, that they're not standing up and saying, why are we doing this? We, we spend enough money already, but to uh, have hundreds of thousands of, uh, of 
people in the military resisting this, the number really surprised me. You know, I thought maybe they'd come out with, you know, six or seven hundred people decided they didn't want to do this. But they're talking about a huge number of people that uh, are sick and tired of this, which means that they they can get tossed out of the military. They might have 18 out of 20 years in the the place. And we've heard stories like that, that they they give it up. That means they really believe in it in order to uh, uh, give give up their pension. It's something they, in their calculations, had, had expected. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing they're complaining about is the irrationality of this vaccine mandate because they point out natural immunity. And I think you have something from the Navy SEALs on that that you're going to mention in a second. But, you know, I just put up from the Brownstone Institute on the RPI website a l- neat little article they did that cited 29 separate studies showing that natural immunity, having gotten over the virus, provides much more robust immunity than the vaccine. And we've seen this over and over. There's nothing controversial about this, but they showed how 90, or, or 29 separate studies have said that. And the military is saying, hey, we've had it. We've gotten over it. Why do we have to take this shot? It makes no sense. Yes, and, and of course, they're doing this to ridicule those who believe in natural, uh, natural immunity as being the ones who are anti-science. Yeah. And that fits my argument that if you're accused of doing something, and it sounds terrible, person doing the accusing are the ones who are most likely the most guilty yep. of what's doing. That's exactly it. I just can't believe that the people who are going along with all of a sudden reversing hundreds, maybe a thousand years of history. Uh, I mean, there's been understanding of, of uh, diseases for a lot longer than uh, since uh, F- Pfizer's been around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they knew something about immunity. And uh, and they knew which ones were permanent, which ones weren't, and the whole works. And here here it is uh, uh, right right now, though, they're, they're, they're resisting this. And uh, there's a Navy SEALs lawyer who's, who's make, making a case on this. And make, to argue the case that uh, you can't ignore natural immunity, making it a legal argument, but they'll ridicule, they'll say this is just horrible, you're un-American, and uh, you're, you're just lying, and if you keep doing this, you know, uh, we have an attorney general, he doesn't like people who are approaching terrorism, yeah, and this really. could be a terrorist act if what you're doing, and uh, besides, we have to prevent, you know, preserve the family businesses, so... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I guess we'll move on. I mean, we've talked about this, this uh, unintended, who knows what consequences. But it, moving on to something, this is an article that you sent over, we noticed in Politico, which is kind of the usual scaremongering. And if we can put up that next clip, I know you really like this photo because uh, it really characterizes what's happening. But it's Politico, state leaders unmoved by college outrage over lax COVID rules. <laughs> so it sounds terrible. The kids are dropping like flies. They're begging their state representatives, please put more restrictions on us. And you know, it opens with this uh, story of Kristen Catherine Ahuzaro, Ahuro, a 20-year-old Texas A&M student from Fort Worth. She died on September 8th from complications related to COVID-19. That sounds terrible, but when you open a piece like this, Dr. Paul, it does make you believe that, yes, something really bad is going on. I had to read almost till the end of the article because I hadn't heard, my son's at A&M, I hadn't heard there was such a problem. You get down to the end of the article, and let's look at this. Here's a clip from the end of the article, this next one. 
um, put it up. Oh, here you find out at Texas A&M University where Hura was, quote, the first student to die from the virus, according to the campus newspaper. So no, they are not dropping by flies, like flies. We don't know the circumstances of her death. Of course, it's tragic, it's terrible, it's sad, but we don't know what those complications related to the virus are, but they're using this as an excuse to attack universities. Yeah, but I understand there was a bit of a spontaneous poll done the other day yeah. at the same time to just see how many uh, students agreed with this fear-mongering going on and the necessity. And uh, all of a sudden they said, well, we'll find out. We're going to invite you all out to watch this football game. And if you, if you get back together, if you decide to social distance, you can do that. <laughs> if you want to wear a mask, you can wear your mask and do all these things. And uh, this way, We'll have true democracy. Do, do we have something to show? How many people showed up for this r little rally? We do have a video clip, actually. Let's go ahead and put that on. This is the game, Texas A&M versus Alabama over the weekend. Very dramatic football game. Let's roll the tape on that if we can. <laughs> Texas A&M pulled off a victory at the last second. They blocked an Alabama kick would have given Alabama a victory, and 100,000 kids poured onto the field to celebrate, to have a good time. Dr. Paul, you might see a single mass in this audience. I think you better call Fauci. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think this is pretty good voting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grassroots voting. I, I think that is so dramatic, and yet, uh, you know, Politico, I guess, is the one that put the other thing up. But they have six people there uh, pretending that I've, I've been killed by yeah. the, the COVID virus and therefore you have to change the world and uh, give up on the whole concept of natural immunity. Though so at, at the same time, all of a sudden, uh, you know, it used to be that they'd show this and then the next week they would come up with a fantastic number. Yeah. You know, there were, you know, 4,000 new cases yeah. two days after this. You don't hear any of that because most of that time was stuff was sort of uh, so, sort of stretched anyway. So, no, I, I think that's a great, uh, great, great uh, article. Well, you know, the Politico article itself is completely contradicted by reality because the, what Politico is saying is that a&M, because it has not forced vaccines, it has not forced masks on the students, is putting students at risk. And so if that were the case, you would be seeing an increase in problems, an increase in infections, an increase in deaths, whereas in fact they are partly true. There are no mandates on the A&M campus. But I turned to Texas A&M University's own website, and let's look at this next clip, Dr. Ball. This is what's happening on campus with no limitations, no mandates you see that active cases are going down uh, occasionally dramatically. Well, let's look at percentage. Let's look at the next one. This is from A&M's own website. Positivity percentage, you look at a peak down here in sep September 18th, continuous decline in positivity. So if having an open system like A&M has makes it more dangerous than those that have shut everything down, why are the cases going down? And in fact, look at all of Texas. Let's look at the next clip. You'll see all of Texas with the same result. It's about a 70-day pattern where you see it rise and fall. It's happened a couple of times before. And if we want to just have another good look at a photo, let's look at that next photo really quick mm -hmm. and just enjoy, enjoy. Oh, and I like Dr. Eli David said, the pandemic will not end when some arbitrary government mandate goals are met. 
It will end when people decide it should end. Texans have decided. You know, this can't help but give some uh, reassurance to the people on our side who get despondent and yeah. they're, and, uh, they're so pessimistic that how can you reverse it? And I know what their feelings because I because the uh, the enemy is overwhelming and they have a much louder uh, megaphone. They, 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 they get their message out really loud and clear. But this message, thank goodness we're still allowed to put that up, but there are some places, you know, that they strike these things from, from their uh, vi videos and, and from the internet. No, uh, they don't do that, do they? <laughs> well, they called me. <laughs> yes, they do. And, uh, but that, that is a shame. But that should be encouraged. They still showed up. Yeah, they you know, still so. showed up and had a good time. But uh, there was a, a little bit of a line with this is about this UCLA doctor uh, willing to lose everything, escorted from work for refusing COVID vaccine. Yeah, it's you know, incredible. It's uh, it, it's it's amazing, and here he he's not even allowed to practice his medicine. He in a way he's uh, he, they use these words uh, that if, if you don't obey, you're a terrorist and you want to kill people and all this. But he, he doesn't get a trial. He doesn't no. get any charges. And he he probably will lose his license and uh and people don't don't seem to quite grasp it you know uh, the the enemy probably they probably get together and giggle yeah yeah they do they love it they yeah. they, they get to go boy do we take care of them you know that's that's a shame this video of this ucl doctor being uh, escorted out is really tragic here's this, this is a doctor at a prestigious medical institution prestigious university and he's being escorted out by security and he asks the security guy a question. The security guy barks at him, stay away from me. Don't get near me. Stay away from me. Treating him as if he's some sort of a leper. I mean, this is just, it's hard to stomach this stuff. No, that, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we have one f final thing, which is some data from Florida. And this is just a minor, a minor one. Uh, well, I think it's major, but let's look at that next clip if we can. Uh, and there are, there's an article in The Hill uh, there's an article uh, we took this from. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but this is supported. DeSantis essentially uh, released the data from Florida COVID, and it's actually very interesting. Um, Clay Travis puts this out. Data from Florida schools, both with and without mask mandates, show that masks on kids make no difference inside schools when it comes to COVID cases. If science truly mattered, no kids would be wearing masks in schools anywhere in America. And here are the two. Uh, uh, the first, the new pediatric cases. New COVID-19 cases for children ages 5 to 17. The vast majority of the school-age population have decreased 79% in the month of September in the 54 counties in Florida where school districts have no masking policy or are following state law by honoring the parental parental opt-out. For comparison, COVID-19 cases for children of the same age in the 13 districts that have imposed forced masking in schools have decreased 77% on average. So with no masks, there have been a 79% decrease. With masks, only a 77% decrease. If masks were this wonder tool to block the thing, it would have been completely different and it's not. 
Well, you know, Fauci is never going to give up on his authoritarianism. He's, no. uh, he was born to be chief authoritarian because he himself believes that he has the ability and the right and he should assume it. And he is God's gift to us. And uh, he, he does have an attitude like that. He does. So. <laughs> but I want to mention something that sort of supports that principle. And that is, you know, not too long ago, uh, there was something in the news and we commented on it about, uh, it was a little bit early, but uh, maybe maybe we'll, you'll be allowed to get together for Christmas. <laughs> and uh, he, he was thinking about giving permission for that. So he was uh, he was hesitant, but Christmas. Now he's talking about Halloween. Ah. Now Halloween, uh, if I have to finish the whole sentence to tell you, you know what he really does, because in a way it seemed like he was more permissible, more permissive with Halloween than Christmas. Well, I guess I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he. But this 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 came out on hedge. It says. Fauci grants permission for kids to go trick or treating, but but, but there's a there's a catch to it all. So uh, he said that the whole thing is uh, he he's using this as an opportunity to promote masking. Yeah, <laughs> and know, vaccines. Vaccines. Yeah, yeah his yeah. vaccine business. So he graciously gave his permission this weekend for American children to go trick or treating later this month but use the opportunity to, to preach uh, vaccination. <laughs> the arrogance, yeah. and the, but that's, that's, that's not the problem. It, is, the, the problem is, is where, how have they been able to manage this where it's, it's not just Fauci standing up and saying this and getting some important attention because he was speaking the truth and gradually had a following. He's, he's used as a tool that is able to reach millions of people yeah. and they look at him as as somebody that's going to give us the answer to all these things <laughs> it, it, it it to me is is so sad uh it's sad that people like this uh, you know uh, are passing out this information but what is really sad is the gullibility yeah. of, of people and uh, that's why i think it's important that we find the people that uh will tell the truth but i've noticed lately that some liberals get on the air and they preach and preach and preach uh, uh, in a very sincere and, and, and a, uh, in a dignified manner that, you know, the crisis that we have today is finding people who are telling the truth. And these are the ones that I think are the biggest liars. And they preach this. We've got to find that. And they're all lying. But all the people who are lying are the ones who disagree with them. And they also, they also, they, they all should be considered terrorists. Yeah. Well, you know, just to show how we were living in a neo-Stalin era, um, National Geographic and Disney have both made a hagiographic documentary about the wonderful Fauci, uh, and they <laughs> premiered it over the weekend. What a wonderful saint he is! Uh, and then the thumbs up are, I think, a couple thousand. The thumb downs are over a hundred thousand. But there's a picture of it that encapsulates everything about Fauci. He's sitting here in his home office, and on the wall next to him is a huge painting of. Fauci <laughs> of himself looking down on himself. If anything says what Fauci is, I think that that captures it all. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Well, I'm all done, fun. Dr. Paul. Okay, uh, very good. And uh, once again, I want to tell our viewers how much we appreciate you tuning in. 
on a subject we consider very important and really we can narrow it down to seeking out the truth and identifying truth and there's a lot a lot of uh, misinformation out there but you know what i think people sense it when people are telling the truth. I was most pleased during a campaign event once where somebody came up after debate and was complimenting that, uh, you know, I really like what you said about the Constitution. I want to support you, da, da, da. And I said, yeah, but so-and-so, he said the same thing about being a constitutionalist. I said, well, what's the difference? He says, well, we didn't believe him. <laughs> so there, there's something there that is diff different than just the words. And if you watch television, there's a lot of that nonsense going on. So in a way, the message is you can't fool people all the time with lies if you're trying to pretend it's the truth. And that's part of our job to do our very best to seek out the truth and reveal it in the best manner that we can. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.